Hey everybody, it's me Matt, and this is Matt F. Bosler's podcast. Uh, a good, it's a good fun, good time. It's a good time. It's good fun. It's a good time, fun podcast. And um, you know, normally maybe we'll interview somebody. Me and my potential co-hosts, Courtney and Dylan, uh, we br- bring on a fun guest or something. And um, you know, I thought maybe we we change it up a little bit. We've got Christmas right around the corner. Uh, cheer is in the air, festive is on the ground, and, um, you know, I thought maybe, maybe we just, uh, you could sit down with a, with a nice cup of hot cocoa and, and, uh, do, do a little something different. Now, if you wanted to get me a Christmas present, you could, uh, you could, uh, subscribe to the, to the podcast on your favorite podcast app or, or leave a review, uh, that's good. Leave a positive review with lots of stars, um, and tell everybody that it's good. Uh, you know, even if that's maybe not, not the way you feel about it. Um, that was still... how Think how nice that would be to leave a, a glowing review for a podcast you, you don't like. What a, what, a, what a good thing to put out in the world. Oh my gosh, thank you. Uh, so my, my gift to you today, I, I noticed that um, some podcasts were doing... Uh, uh, they, they had uh, somebody read The Grinch... Uh, you know, the Christmas classic book, The Grinch, and I thought that was uh, pretty neat, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to um, do that too, but we've all we've all heard The Grinch, we've all seen The Grinch, the movie, uh, and, we, you know, I was like, well, what could I do? Where where can I get new Grinch material that, that people maybe haven't seen or heard yet? And um, that's when, when I realized that there's a a treasure trove of Grinch fan fiction out there. You know, people writing fun, wholesome new stories about our favorite Christmas grouch, the Grinch. Uh, So I've just picked three stories at random here. Just Googled, uh, you know, Grinch Grinch fan fiction and uh, picked some out here. And I thought it'd be fun. You know, I'm hearing these for the first time. Um, and it's just gonna, I think it's gonna be great. So yeah, grab your hot cocoa, start out, start a fire, maybe get the family, uh, around and, 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 uh, get your robes on. This could be something great to do on like Christmas Eve or something, um, with the kids. And so this is, uh, here we go. I, I, uh, the first one is called Firelight by 1000 Ghosts. <clears throat> Mary, uh, how's the Grinch talk? It goes, Merry Christmas, Martha May. Three things entered her mind in particular order. The last of these was that he had a bag on his head, which was, unfortunately, the only thing on their classmates' minds. The second was the overwhelming gratitude and flattery for the gesture. And the first was that her name sounded awfully nice coming from his lips. It's interesting to put him in reverse order. The smart thing to do, not to mention the right thing, was to prevent the malicious teasing that was sure to happen. But her mind was slightly fuddled, and she stood with an unfocused stare, thinking thoughts that had little to do with what was going on around her. It was not as if she had seen this... Sorry. It was not as if she had not seen this coming. This, meaning the gift-giving, not the teasing, although admittedly, both were predictable. When she had touched, caressed his cheek the day before... There was not even the faintest charade of innocence behind it. It was brazen and seductive. And from his expression, it was obvious that its meaning had not missed him. 
She had always assumed that she was good at that sort of thing. She was Martha May Huvier, after all, the most popular, the prettiest, the object of every boy's desire. So the brazen seductive technique came to her naturally. And I think we'll get into like the Christmas stuff soon. This, um, <clears throat> Not that she had known before yesterday. She had never tried it before yesterday, had never wanted to try it with anyone but him. Actually, things were going exactly as planned, sort of. She had made her intentions clear. He had returned the affections. Perfect, really. Except now the entire class was cackling uproariously at his shaving accident. She mentally scoffed. Stupid children. Did they really think that they could treat Martha May Hoover's man that way? Well, it was easily remedied. Thank you, Grinch. She was close enough to bend down and kiss him. So she did. A lingering peck on his damaged cheek. One eye turned meaning meaningfully toward her pupils, daring them to continue. And then I guess, and I'm sure like, we'll talk about presents and, and stuff more here soon. Uh, he had been about to snap, to do something drastic, like throw a present to the floor, or maybe even throw the entire tree. See, now we're getting back into Christmas stuff. Now, well, clearly, there were more important things than losing his temper, like her lips, which yesterday had smiled at him, and today were pressed to his hairy, greasy, smelly, cut-up cheek. Okay. She ended the kiss with a loud smack, then tenderly held the angel with one hand, and his hand with her other, and began to walk back to their seats. A shocked whisper of, She's holding the Grinch's hand? bounced against the back of her pigtailed head, and she whirled around. I'm supposed to hold my boyfriend's hand, am I not? She stuck her nose in the air. The class expectantly shut up, and she sauntered back to her desk, a bewildered Grinch in tow. So I'm your boyfriend now. That's the Grinch, right? That's what he... The voice was quiet enough for only her to hear, but it still had the telltale signs of Grinchness, skepticism, harshness, apathy, and underneath, a quiver she recognized as love, secretly hoping to be accepted. He was standing next to her desk, still holding her hand, rather refusing to walk to his own desk and relinquish the contact just yet. But she let go and trailed a finger up and then down his forearm. Do you want to be? He wanted to say something witty and callous, and instead just gulped and nodded. Good. A playful smile, and she was facing forward, the model of rapt attention. He had never even vaguely noticed her before the instance yesterday. Now he cursed himself for all the endless, boring school days he had not spent staring at the back of her dark blonde hair, the curve of her shoulder, the slenderness of her waist, the fullness of her skirt, that did little to prohibit his mind from imagining what was underneath. Martha! She turned around at his excited hiss. Would you, um... She batted her eyelashes and continued. Would you like to come over after school? We could... Could what? What was some, any activity whose did? Make Christmas cookies, he finished lamely. Okay, so that's good. They're going to get together and make Christmas cookies, I think it's... And then and then we'll get some Christmas cheer in this story. So, <clears throat> of course, he had to think of cookies, of all the revolting things. Oh, well, it would be worth it if he could 
managed to get a taste of her in addition to icing and sprinkles. I'd love to. Her reply was a bit too enthusiastic, and the teacher ahemmed before she could uh, before continuing her lecture on the proper positioning of stocking nails. The Grinch had never paid attention in school, and he didn't plan to start any time soon. But there were other things much worthier of his studies, such as the motion of her, his girlfriend's, tongue as it licked and licked and licked that lollipop. She had a lollipop almost every day, but the sickeningly sugar-sweet had never made him think thoughts like, these before. For once, he was glad of his fur for concealing his blush. Another thing he could have noticed, had he paid attention before, she stared at him a lot, and not just fleeting glances or embarrassed side looks, ending with quickly turning away when caught. These were blatant and long, and completely unabashed. He found himself coming to the smug conclusion that none of the pure hybrid hoos could handle her. She needed someone who was a what. When the bell rang, she was the one who came to him. She did not want any danger of losing him. He was still rather erratic. But he took her hand gladly when it was offered and left the school with a newfound spring in his step, aware but, not, uh, aware but just not caring about the stares of the other children. Heck, why should he care? Martha May liked him. It's so sweet of you to invite me over. Are you sure your aunts won't mind? His aunts, stupid meddling spinsters. Well, maybe he would get lucky. Maybe they would be pleased that he had a friend. They didn't need to know how good of a friend she was. Of course they won't mind. They'll be happy to see you. That's a, you sound like that? That's a grin, right? Being this cheerful was not the easiest thing he'd ever done but he was willing to put tremendous effort in for her sake. So, you like me? Not the most graceful, graceful statement in the world, but he was curious. Martha blinked. You didn't know? Well, I know now. He wasn't an idiot. But I've loved you for so long, for years and years. How did you not notice? He was an idiot. Also, she had said love. I'm not exactly boyfriend material for anyone. Definitely not for you. No one's ever said they... I... It was difficult. It was a difficult word to pronounce. Loved me before. Not even my aunts. It's something I noticed because it's not something I would ever expect. If she didn't know any better, she would have said that, that a tear glistened in the corner of his eye. If she didn't know any better, other people would say that anyway. Grinches didn't cry. She wasn't so sure. She gave his hand a squeeze. I love you, Grinch. The reassurance brought a smile to his face, one of the rare ones she had seen that was not twisted or scheming. When they arrived at his house, the Grinch practically dragged her to the kitchen. Maybe he could smuggle her out of sight before his aunts ever caught a whiff of her. But the only whiff to be caught was of the tray of freshly made cookies sitting on the countertop with a note that read, Out for a bit. Enjoy the cookies. Okay. Uh, he really ought to be nicer to those dear ladies. Maybe break fewer of their beloved possessions. Doubtful. But this was a fantastic piece of good fortune. 
How wonderful. The cookies are already made. We can do something else. And she winked at him. His heart, if he had a heart at all, stopped beating. Oh, no, he's dead? Uh, Oh, either that or it grew a size. He wasn't sure which. But he was definitely sure that his heart was not the only body part that had grown. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's take the cookies into the living room. He's not British, is he? I don't know. Good idea. If she didn't stop smiling at him, she was going to have a heart attack. She had to figure out her (laughs) plan. She had figured that her plan would work, but she didn't know that it would work this well. It was rather empowering. She had thought that they would flirt for a while, and maybe in a week or so she would ask, uh, he would ask her to go ice skating or sledding or something, but no. She was actually in his house. Just because she had wrinkled her nose at him, stroked his cheek in a certain way, and told him that she loved him. Oh, that she loved the color green. Because he's green. That's cool. He set the tray of cookies down in front of the crackling fireplace. The lights flashed off of the glittering, towering tree, completely overly done, just like every other tree in Whoville. It was lovely, though. Christmas was her favorite time of year. She did love red and green. She smiled at the thought of the angel he had given her, safely tucked away in her knapsack. It was so intricate. It certainly had not been bought at the store. The angel you gave me will look beautiful atop my tree. Did you make it? He shrugged. I wanted to make something as pretty as you. That seems more grinchy. Immediately, he seemed to regret his honest statement and hurriedly reached down and shoved a cookie in his mouth. Immediately, he seemed to regret this as well. His face screwed up in momentary disgust, but he chewed and forced it down. Um, it's good. You should have one. She chose a sprig of holly with red cinnamon berries and green sprinkled leaves. He watched as she bit the corner, smiled, and licked her lips. He continued to watch her in this way as she finished the cookie and then had another. A bell. (laughs) You don't want to eat the cookies, do you? She finally said. Oh, well, I... He hadn't realized that it looked strange that he was not eating. He had been too preoccupied with watching her mouth. I've seen you in the cafeteria sometimes. Eat the wrappers or the knives or only hot sauce. I didn't think anyone noticed. Curses! He was going to lose her over something as mundane as his abnormal diet? It it tastes good, he tried to justify. He looked so worried that she almost wanted to laugh, but refrained. He had the most delicate self-esteem she had ever seen. I don't mind if you don't eat sugar and eggnog like everyone else. If you don't want to eat the cookies... Then eat something you do want to eat. He reached down, tore off a chunk of metal cookie tray, and popped it into his mouth as effortlessly as if it had been a cookie itself. She watched him eat as he had watched her. But her mouth hung open, her eyes were wide. He paused, another cookie tray piece halfway to his lips. How do you do that? she breathed. He gulped. Her voice, she sounded so... He had never thought anything... Uh, about anything romantic until the day before, but now he would give anything to hear her talk with that voice, maybe say his name. You're so strong. And before he could either soak up the compliment or soak up her voice again, she wrapped her dainty hand around his bicep. It was incredible. There was not a chance that any other had muscles even a quarter as big or as well-formed as his were. Suddenly, She was the tiniest bit afraid of what he could do if he wanted to. 
It was a thrilling notion. And I'm sure we're just around the corner of like Santa's going to show up and, you know, the we'll get a Christmas message. So uh, she released him, reached for another cookie, and he let go of a breath he didn't know he'd been holding. He probably should say something or at least eat more to look at her. Or to look at her. But everything seemed to be too complicated at the moment. The only thing his brain could pick up on uh, were the heat of the fire and the leftover feeling of her hands being impressed. She turned to him. Aren't you going to kiss me? Bold? Of course. And his expression was about the same as when she touched his cheek yesterday. So it was just bold enough. When he faced her, his eyes were dark yellow, carnivorous, like a predator that had finally cornered its prey and was moving in for the kill. Which made perfect sense, she realized, because he was not a who. He was stronger than any full-grown man in town. He could not stand normal food. And he was covered in green fur. He was as much a beast as he was a man. It did not happen the way a first kiss was supposed to happen. It was not shy. It was not gentle. The tray was knocked aside and she was lying in its place, his full weight pinning her down. When his tongue entered her mouth, she moaned into him. She threw her arms around his neck, brought him closer, did not care how wanton she was being. It was about time she lived up to her reputation. What did it matter that they were young? He was an animal, and she was Martha May Hoovier, and nothing but this would be right for them. This is, okay, I, um, when he stopped his fervid kissing, his exclamation of, Oh, Martha, sent her pulse reeling. And then again, as he, as his kisses rested, but descending, Oh, restarted, not, okay. And then again, as his kisses restarted, but descending, down the side of her neck, his fur tickling her skin, then in a straight line down the center of her throat, her collarbone, ooh, I don't like people touching my collarbone, over the neckline of her school uniform, he did not make a motion to remove the material, and she was somewhat disappointed. He stopped, his face nestled between her newly budding breasts. He was... He was completely motionless. Then he moved over, caught a nipple through the thin fabric, flicked his tongue over it. She squeaked, and he repeated the ministration. Uh, Yes, Grinchy, yes, moaning, panting as his hand went to the zipper in the back of her dress. Oh, Grinch, dear, who is this? Are you working on a school project together? No, his head snapped up. He lo- his look screamed, I'm sorry, and she gave him a positively erotic smile, indicating that she did not blame him for the interruption. We're wrapping Christmas presents, he heard himself say. Well, they were partially under the tree anyway. How nice, ditzy old dingbats. They had probably done nothing like this in their entire lives and could not recognize it when they saw it. He sat up as their footsteps retreated, pulling him with her. I should be going anyway. Mother didn't know I was going anywhere after school. I I hope you don't get in trouble. Stuttering and timid again, she laughed, placed her hands on his shoulders, tugged him forward, and kissed him with the skill of someone ten years older. I'll see you tomorrow. He picked her up in his arms as if she weighed as much as a pillow, took advantage of her falling skirt to brush a hand over her bottom, and smirked. Oh, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. 
She giggled, hopped down, picked up her knapsack, and walked out the door. Always leave them wanting more was the rule, right? Martha, wait! She stood until she felt her hand in his. Can I walk you home? Oh, never mind the age-old rule. They were too different for rules anyway. Uh, the, um, the end. What's that age-old rule? I don't... Okay, well, uh, you know, um, not, not maybe I, the way I thought it, it was going to go, uh, it, but, but, uh, is that, maybe that's a Christmas, um, I guess that's Christmassy in a way. They were under a, a tree. Um, it, it seemed a little more maybe a, adult than, than I was expecting, Maybe don't. Maybe if you did get the kids by the fire, maybe have them. They should leave now. Uh, I haven't read um, these other ones either. Uh, so, oh boy. Um, okay, let's see here. I'm sure this one will be uh, more more in line with uh, you know Christmassy. Uh, How the Grinch stole the Christmas Queen by one thousand. Oh, it's the same. One thousand ghosts. Uh, let me. Okay. Hello, Martha. It's more dragon. Just going to take um, a quick look. Grateful for her thick corset. Um, noticing that her hardened nipples. Okay. Uh, boy. The, um, maybe I'm, I like that you could recognize me from just my breasts. What? Did, uh, boy. Um. You liked that, didn't you? Um, that doesn't seem very much like the the Grinch I know. Uh, lascivious smile. I want you to kiss my my breast. Lick. He entered her, and her shriek made even her wince. What? He said dumbly, too distracted by the issue between his legs. Hurts, she mumbled. Well, what did you expect? I'm the freaking Grinch, Martha. Jeez Louise, this is not... You're, um, okay, well, maybe... Maybe we'll skip this one. I, uh... I think we'll just skip this one. Uh, this seems maybe not really what I was going for. I, I'm looking more, more for just fun little Christmas stories, um... Oh, yes, and she buried her face in his soaked chest. Okay, well, I, I think, you know, 1,000 ghosts, 1,000th uh, ghost, sorry, seem, seems to write for a particular audience. Um, and if that's your, your thing, that's very cool. We're going to skip to, um, this is a story by She Fat Boobs, and uh, it's called Whoville Humping. Uh, and that seems fun. I'm sure it's about, like, humping a sack of toys up the mountain or something or uh, getting over the, the hump or whatever. So <clears throat> uh, this is the last one. Uh, I, I hope I hope you enjoy it. Um, here we go. Uh, uh, it says chapter one, but there seems to only be one chapter. So high atop the mountain, Mount Crumbit, there lived a creature known as the Grinch. She was furry. Oh, that's fun. So we got a little little gender swap here. 
She was furry and green with massive triple G cupped breasts that she liked hitting on the ground to cause large waves of snow to run down her mountain and into Whoville. But her favorite thing she had that she liked was her enormous muscular 60 inches long, 40 inches wide veiny penis that hung to the middle of her calves. Under her enormous round furry green belly, 60 inches long hangs to the middle of her calves? So how tall? Well... Under this enormous monster-sized Grinch penis dangled two watermelon testicles covered in green fur, each hanging full and heavy with over a gallon of special cum. One day, the Who's decided that enough was enough, that something had to be done to stop the Grinch from sending waves of snow into Whoville. So Mayor Martha May, who was a... who with enormous triple W cup tits, called her favorite citizen and lover, Cindy Lou Who, to her office. Uh, I should note in the description, uh, Cindy is an adult at this point. This is, takes place later, so um, I didn't know that was going to be so relevant at first, uh, <clears throat> but but I guess I guess it is. As Cindy Lou entered her lover's office, Martha May was just finishing sucking down her new secretary, who had wanted badly for the mayor to vore her down into the mayoral's enormous round belly for the annual Christmas Who Fest. Uh, vor, what is that exactly? Uh, vor is a shortening for vorophilia, uh, combining ophelia, uh, having a normal liking for something, and uh, vorer, uh, to devour. Okay, so, okay, wanting to be eaten. Or, or, okay, cool. Uh, as Cindy Lou watched the secretary's huge black silk stocking clad feet wiggle in the air, Martha May suddenly reached up and pushed the wiggle a appendages into her stretched out mouth before giving a mighty loud gulp sending the enormous secretary bulge down her stretched out throat and into her enormous round shiny and smooth belly that stuck out of her button up dark red blouse half the buttons laying on the floor in front of the huge desk before the belly surged out to a massive size sending the other button to the floor and releasing the mare's massive shiny and round tits As Martha May's secretary fell into her belly, the mare's cheeks swelled up, and Cindy Lou knew what was coming next. Martha May turned her head and let out a massive burp, causing the walls of the office to shake from the force of her belch. It amazed Cindy Lou how loud her lover could burp. Martha May smiled at her 20-year-old lover, Cindy Lou, as she rubbed her massive, round, and shiny bare belly. She noted she'd have to get a bigger skirt when her secretary, beautiful black body, was digested and added to her triple W cupped breasts, belly, and butt cheeks. As Martha rubbed her belly, the office was filled with a mighty massive loud pop as her belly button popped out into an enormous dome-shaped point. Cindy Lou smiled and walked around the mare's enormous oak desk and gently began rubbing her lover's massive, shiny, round, and smooth white belly to help her with digesting the plump secretary. Cindy Lou could hear the mare's belly churning as it digested the enormous meal, which caused her rubbing to soon make Martha May moan. Oh, Cindy Lou, yes, oh yes, Mm, rub my belly, make it feel good. Cindy Lou smiled at her lover before reaching up the mare's massive body and quickly began rubbing over the mare's bra-clad massive milk-heavy white round shiny and smooth triple W cupped breasts. Uh, 
As Cindy Lou rubbed and squeezed Martha May's smooth tits through her bra, she spoke. Cindy Lou, I have a very important mission you to do. I need you to climb up Mount Crumpet and ask the Grinch if she will stop pounding her tasty-looking massive triple G-cupped breasts on the ground, causing snow to flood into our village. And if she says no, you can do whatever it takes to change her mind. Cindy Lou looked up into the mare's eyes just as she started freeing the mare's massive round triple W-cupped breasts from the shiny black lace bra that was barely holding them. With a quick pull on the cups, causing the black lace bra to snap, letting her squeeze the enormous pink nipples. Cindy Lou smiled. Well, your mareship, I would love to climb Mount... <coughs> climb Mount Crumpet for you, but first I need to finish pleasuring you. Now, let's get this purple blouse and black bra and the rest of the, rest of the way off so I can suck these massive triple W-cupped breasts of yours. Martha May smiled down at her lover before cupping her massive left triple W-cupped breast and gave it to a little squeeze, causing a huge drop of thick white milk to blob at the end of her enormous pink fat nipple before moaning. Well, get up here, honey, and suck my thick white milk. Cindy Lou wasted no time climbing up the mare's churning, massive, smooth, round, and shiny belly before latching her mouth onto Martha May's enormous dark pink left nipple. As Cindy Lou suckled from the mare's nipple, Martha May reached down Cindy Lou's body and began to unbutton and unzip the woman's mid-thigh dark pink ruffled skirt before pushing the garment down. Cindy Lou's thick thighs and over her red thigh-high socks, which exposed her lover's enormous round and shiny butt cheeks, and her light pink thong that rode up between the two plump enormous white cheeks with a huge kick from Cindy Lou the skirt sailed across the office into the far wall before Cindy Lou started suckling harder on Martha May's enormous nipples. There's not a lot of punctuation in this one, uh, so I apologize. I, I, I'm kind of messing up, I think. Uh, I hope I'm not ruining the, the Christmas message here. The mare then slid her hands to the front of Cindy Lou's button-down red blouse and quickly started unbuttoning it, causing beautiful pale flesh to appear before her. Soon after Cindy Lou's blouse was falling to the floor, her enormous white shiny round double l cupped breast became visible to martha may's sight making the mare very horny the mare licked her lips as she watched cindy lou's large round shiny pot belly stretch with her breast milk and cindy lou's breast quickly filling with more milk causing them to swell up bigger as cindy's breast reached a plump heavy double m cup the light pink lace bra that was holding them together gave a giant loud snap 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 as the straps broke and the garment slid down her now enormous round and shiny pot belly, this left Cindy Lou wearing only her light pink lace thong, her thigh-high red socks, and a pair of dark pink sneakers as her only clothing, which Martha May was soon going to get off her body while she soon would rid the mare of her remaining clothes, these be beginning her black silk thigh-high stocking black lace thong, her purple butt dark purple butt-cheek-length straight skirt, and dark purple six-inch high heels. This is very um, descriptive. As Cindy Lou stood before her lover, Martha May, the mare leaned back in her chair and said, Cindy Lou, please take off my dark purple skirt along with our shoes. It was with a smile, Cindy reached for the side of the mare dark purple skirt and began to slowly unzip the skirt. As Cindy Lou pulled the zipper down, she smiled bigger and 
As Cindy Lou pulled the zipper down, she smiled bigger as fat began to pour out of her skirt, causing the mare to begin to moan. Mmm, yes, that feels so much better. Mmm, Cindy Lou pulled it off, honey. Cindy Lou reached for the skirt hem, and as the mare lifted her massive butt cheeks, she slid the tight, dark purple skirt down the mare muscular body muscular black silk stocking clad leg and throw it over the desk before grabbing the mare's left ankle to remove the mare's dark purple high heel which she throw over the desk followed by the other heel when martha may was dressed in just her black silk stockings and a black lace thong she moaned cindy lou your shoes are still on honey causing her to turn around and bend over to untie her dark pink sneakers, which gave Martha May a good view of her plump, enormous butt. In it, dark pink lace thong before she slipped off her sneakers and throw them over the mare's desk to join the rest of the cloths. As Cindy Lou slowly stood up, Martha May reached out a li- and light reached out a lightly gave Cindy Lou's plump, enormous butt a loving slap on each cheek, and the long, deep crack. As the mare's plump hand spanked, Cindy Lou squealed, Oh, Madam Mare, you are so horny today. Mmm, spank me again, but harder. I love your spanking so much. Spank my naughty butt, make it red. Smiling, Martha May pushed her young lover over the desk, over the heavy oak desk before standing up and smacking the young woman's jiggling white butt cheeks as hard as she could as she spoke. Oh, Cindy baby, you're so dirty to like my spankings. Mm, I'm going to turn your beautiful plump butt cherry red, then I'm going to lick up your sweet p- pussy jeans. As the words left the mare's lips, Cindy Lou began to shake her enormous white butt as she began to moan, Oh yes, Madam Mare, spank me hard and make my butt cheeks dark red and make my pussy wet for your huge hard pleasure bringer. As Martha May looked at her lover's wiggling bottom, she began to slap the right cheek harder and harder, causing the pale white flesh to turn redder, redder and redder as Cindy Lou gently to moan, out for anyone to hear as mayor martha may who slapped her enormous jiggling butt she gently began to reach back between her plump thighs until she felt the object she had been wanting for days and gently began to squeeze it as she spanked her lover's bottom fire red she began to feel her lover's plump young fingers gently caressing the enormous bulge that was beginning to swell in the front of her black lace panties and guys that's the end of chapter uh, one, I don't think there is a chapter two. Uh, that's the end of Whoville Humping by She Fat Boobs. Um, okay, yeah, I didn't, I guess humping was a little more maybe what I should have thought that it w- was. But, uh, but I do hope you got some, some Christmas cheer out of these stories. Um, I, 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 I was going to say I sure did, but I, I don't know if that's... You know, people celebrate Christmas in different ways, and and holidays in different ways. All the holidays, and I, I think maybe uh, what we've learned here is is maybe some some different um, traditions that people have, um, and you know that that love comes in all sh- shapes and sizes, and it doesn't matter if you have green fur, doesn't matter if you have triple W cupped breasts, it doesn't matter if you just have triple L cupped breasts. You know, they're triple g cupped breasts um there's there's somebody out there for you 
you know, and and uh, happy well, happy holidays, everybody. I I hope I hope you have a great one. Uh, and like I said, you know, if you want to give me a little prezzy, uh, maybe maybe rate and review, review this podcast somewhere, uh, iTunes or or Spotify or whatever. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm really sorry. Bye.